This is a diet of Brussels. What would be the reaction from uh, nationalists elsewhere in Europe if there is uh, some kind of limiting of uh, the freedom of movement uh, of different factors of production uh, as a result of the, the British renegotiation? This comes in a more concise form, I should warn you, uh, from uh, one of our Twitter followers, Gray Gosling, who uh, poses the question. Now, there's nothing further beyond that, but I think we, we can extrapolate a little bit from it. Uh, in essence, this is uh, about the, the contagion effects that might uh, ensue from uh, the British uh, settlement, as I think we're supposed to call it now that uh, if the UK is successful in securing this changed uh, membership, that that might then encourage other countries to pursue that. And particularly in the context of the rise of populist and nationalist movements uh, in many countries, whether that's in France or in Poland uh, or uh, elsewhere, that uh, they might then use that as a way to try and get further limitations imposed. They got that, we get this, uh, you need something else, so on and so on. So that it's, it's death by a thousand cuts, that each person takes a little bit, which is by itself not very substantial, but together that makes a, a severe undermining of the system. Now you can see the logic, and you can certainly see... Uh, for example, people like Marine Le Pen in France asking or demanding that France now needs a, a Frexit uh, uh, kind of scenario too as a way of pursuing French interests, protecting itself from the vagaries of European integration. Now, that I think is accepted as a distinct danger. And if you followed the negotiations in the run-up to and including the European Council last week, you very much saw efforts to limit the impact of the British deal. First of all, the deal itself, as I've talked about uh, a couple of days ago, is very uh, closely uh, described. It stays within the treaty framework. It only allows for exceptional and temporary uh, restrictions on access to benefits, which is, I think, the key area. It points out that all of the uh, limitations on free movement that uh, are available, have been available for a long time, so that this is not actually an unpicking of the system. Secondly, you've seen the way that they've tried to make clear that uh, this is, uh, in effect, or as much as possible, a one-off deal. If the Brits decide that they're going to leave, that this is not going to be a way back to a, a second round. And we're going to have to talk about uh, two referendum strategies again, aren't we? Uh, following uh, Boris Johnson's interventions on this matter. But largely, member states are trying to signal that they are not sympathetic to a two-referendum uh, strategy, all of which makes it harder for other countries to uh, pick up the, uh, the benefit of uh, the opening that the British have produced. I think actually what will end up being a much stronger signal to uh, parties and politicians in other countries will be the outcome of the British debate. If the UK stays in, then actually things don't really look that different. Uh, however, if the UK leaves and it does badly and it suffers clearly from the uh, restrictions uh, that uh, it uh, 
that ensue from whatever settlement comes, then that will be a strong marker to say, well, okay, you might not like it inside, but actually outside it looks much worse. By contrast, the UK may well find that things are either not that bad or indeed positively healthy. And that's certainly one of the arguments that's come through from Leave, that you know we free ourselves from a whole load of stuff. Now, in that context, certainly you will see other countries, uh, politicians pushing for the same kind of agenda and the same kind of limitation. If you get that happening, then it's not just a question of the four freedoms that are under uh, challenge, but rather the entire system that once you start to pick away at that core of market integration, the rest of it falls pretty quickly to the wayside. The one thing that's going to limit that, I think, is going to be the single currency. The UK has the great advantage that it's not trying to unpick uh, its financial arrangements from those of other member states. If it had done that, if Tony Blair had uh, followed through on his uh, intentions back in '97 we would probably not be having this debate because uh, we would be in a very different place. Maybe in an economically much more difficult place, but not in a place where it would be easy uh, or so easy for people to argue that exit was an option. So our historical choices have uh, future uh, consequences. Seeing that with the UK, I think we're going to see that with other countries too.